Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 223. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day including all of the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again today is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's get rowdy with a listener guest that's returning to the show. Welcome back, Chris Kurtz. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. And, uh, oh, wait. You, you've been hanging out with me too long, Calder, using that. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> well, here on Dial H, we like to start off with uh, normally what made us happy this week. Let's start off with you, Chris. What made you happy this week? You reached out to me and said, hey, what are you doing Sunday night? Uh, let's kick it. So I'm here. I'm happy about that. We appreciate that, and thank you. Uh, Calder, what made you happy this week? I played a game of Hero Clicks this week. It was all primes only, and I was running that uh, Dr. Light Prime, the one who has super senses and shape change top dial, and the one that like, has an insane movement. And in every single game, the only time someone got him off top click was by Pulse Wave. I mean, he made every single shape change and super senses roll. It was beautiful. I never get that lucky, but I'm so glad you did. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, what made me happy this week with two things real quick today. I finally got, or it just came out, so uh, got to go see The Predator in theaters. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know why I have this like strange addiction to the Alien and Predator universes, so I have to see everything that they put out. And it was not the greatest movie ever, but it was exactly what you would expect out of a Predator movie. Gratuitous nice. violence is, is what it was. Um, and then the second thing that made me happy this week was the realization that I have been on this podcast for two years. My, my, my anniversary was, uh, was just a couple of days ago. So thank you. Two years of sitting around and talking about hero clicks. Well, speaking <laughs> of anniversaries, wasn't this week like the anniversary of like the Predator movie? Was it? I'm such I a bad fan, you would think I would know, but I, I don't. Let's say yes, so it makes okay. somebody out there happy. Like, whoa, another anniversary. It's a time for anniversaries, guys. So, here at Dial H, we like to bring you up to news, up-to-date information about the game of Clicks and other nerd-related content. But let's start off in the news section with the ton of character previews that we got this week. We're going to start off with Chris, um, and these are all going to be – that's a lie. All of these but one are going to be from the upcoming Battle World set. So, Chris, you want to tell us uh, which figure you want to start off talking about, run us through, quick and dirty. Yes. I want to talk about Gertrude York's and Old Lace. Do it. That's who I want to talk about. Um, the only thing that's disappointing about this figure, by the way, is its rarity. Because yeah. it's going to be hard to get, and I'm going to have to do it again. So, um, keywords pretty small: animal and um, runaways. But that's fine. I mean, I don't think many people ran the old one with the Young Avengers, anyways. Um, for thirty points, 
you're getting five clicks right there. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it makes a pog. There you go. So, um, stealth and sidestep, but only if an opposing character was within four squares. That's a trait. Um, the other trait is blades, but only if the old lace bystanders have been generated this game. And for a power action, you can make a old lace, um, bystander token in uh, adjacent or when a scare of hindering train within four squares. And then old lace has flurry blades, combat reflexes, um, 10 attack. Uh, so I think you can get it, you know, you're going to be within four squares or you're going to try to get Gertrude up there, um, kick out old lace and do some flurry blades action, which is pretty raunchy. The disappointing part about this is it's a power action. Yeah. If I mean, she could full move and then spit that thing out four squares away, that'd be pretty gnarly. Now, it does I, have top dial 18 defense with the combat reflexes, so that's pretty fantastic, though. She's only 30 points, though, so... I mean, yeah, we gotta... she's really good for 30 points. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she does have a special leadership power. Um, friendly characters with the runaways keyword, uh, ignore characters. So that's that's pretty fantastic. Um, I think she's good. I like the sculpt. Um, it's very similar to the other sculpt. Uh, I think it really is is very similar to how she is in the comics, where uh, old lace just kind of shows up places that nobody expected her. So um, right. I, I think you know because that way when you're putting in a hindering terrain, um, I like the figure. Um, I think it's going to be cool, and I'm going to buy it. It's going to happen. All right, cool. Called her. What do you want to talk about? Absolutely. Keeping with the dinosaur subject, we're going to talk about Dino Thor. He has uh, Asgardian, Battleworld Asgard, I believe, and then he has Animal, Police, and Warrior. He's got a trait that a couple of the Thor core members have called Crack the Case. Once per turn, when an opposing character in four squares in line of fire makes an attack, give Dino Thor an evidence token. Free, remove two evidence tokens, and make an attack. Does not say close or range, so just make whatever attack. He does have five range, just so you know. His other trait is Obstruction of Justice. When Dino Thor takes damage from an opposing character's attack, after resolutions, Dino Thor can use Earthbound Neutralized until the opponent's next turn. So, kind of a, a hindrance on the dial, since he does have Flight and Indom. He's going to lose that whenever he takes damage, which really sucks, because he actually has no damage boosters his entire dial. His special damage power for the first three clicks of his dial are Scales of Justice. Free, modify an adjacent opposing character's combat values negative one until your next turn. If you do, modify an adjacent friendly character's combat values by plus one until your next turn, which is really awesome, especially since that is a free action. Top dial, we're looking at 12 hypersonic, and then he also has some uh, super senses and, again, top four damage which is great. He has seven clicks of life. He has some steel energy in the middle, gets some charge. He has regen, shape change on the end. Overall, for 90 points, I think this is a really solid uh, version of Thor. I don't even remember this one, by the way, from from the comics, and I remember reading this, and I was like, oh, cool, all these Thors! But so it says Spider Island, so I assume this was the Thor in that story. That was like, okay. that was his area to patrol, but well, he doesn't have Battleworld, Spider Island for a keyword, which is weird. Uh, that actually kind of makes sense, though, because if you don't know anything about Battleworld storylines, 
the Thors were the police of the entire world. They were the police force for Doom. So he made Thors, and that's why you have so many various looking Thors, and sent them into the areas that they were supposed to patrol, like police officers patrol. So it would make sense why they wouldn't have the keyword for that particular area, because they did bounce around from like areas to areas. All right. So, I mean, that's that's a thing, but I don't remember this one at all. I think the only thing that's weird about him is he does get some, like, he has some energy shield deflection kind of in the mid-dial with some charge. So that that's kind of wonky. But a 12-speed 12, 12 hypersonic top dial with an 18 defense is pretty gross. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I love it. Chris, you want to? Uh, we can move on to the next character. Um, this is really blurry on my phone, so you guys might actually have to help me on, on this. We did get our our common prime, which is going to be Thanos. Thanos is 7B, I believe, coming in at 175 points with the um, Power Cosmic team ability, which is really sweet. Uh, Battle World Other, Eternal, Minions of Thanos, and then something core. I can't read that. I don't know what that is uh, for the keywords. Um, three traits. Nova Core? Is it Nova? I'm sorry. No, maybe. It looks like four letters. Not really sure. So uh, we'll, just, we'll just keep talking along. Uh, three traits. The first trait says infiltrate the core. Stealth. During force construction, choose a, and I cannot tell what that word is either, keyword, or a battle word, world keyword. Thanos gains the chosen keyword. Generic keyword. Is it, and gen- it is Nova Core. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's really cool uh you could just put him on all kinds of teams which seems really really sweet to me um the second one the second trait is going to be time to stop at duplicates and reveal myself stop my duplicates and reveal myself because remember the thanos duplicate is the seven piece so this is seven b um free deal one unavoidable damage to another friendly character that's adjacent to an opposing character uh once per turn when a character of 25 more or more points is ko'd by thanos Give Thanos an infinity token so you can kill off your own uh, – your guys and get these infinity tokens, which is sweet. The third trait is uh, one stone away from the infinity, maybe. Free. Modify X – I don't know. Calder, can you read this better than I can? It sounded like – Yeah. Uh, free. Modify X different combat values of Thanos by plus two until your next turn. When X is the number of infinity tokens. Oh, dang. That's actually really good. So even if you do just kill one of these guys off, you take the uh, That's a token. plus two, man. Yeah, that's a plus two. That's like a one-time perplex plus two. That's really sweet. And um, yeah, go ahead and actually read that last. Do the uh, damage power? Yes, please. Okay. So top five clicks, damage power. Travel back in time and try again. He has prob control. When Thanos uses it to target an attack that would have hit Thanos, and it misses him after the rerolling, generate a zero, uh, zero zero seven a Thanos duplicate on its click number one that appears after the orange KO this game. So on their uh, later dial, uh, it has a zero point value for all effects. That's super good too. I really I, I like, like I like I like making slots. generics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any- any figure that actually generates real generic, not just pogs, like that's one thing. And I mean how the game works, it's really the, kind of the same thing anyway. But actually putting 3D characters onto the map I've always thought was cooler than putting pogs onto the map. 
Um, but as far as this character goes, top dial. So all of that aside, because that was already good. Um, on top dial, you have running shot, precision strike. I'm sorry, not precision strike. Pen- penetrating lost. psychic blast, 18 defense with that pink defensive power. That's another <laughs> joke now. Uh, and four, <laughs> four damage uh, with that uh, special damage power. So he actually has really, really good stats. It's Thanos, so that makes a lot of sense with the inf- um, with the power cosmic team ability. So overall, this is actually a really solid figure, and I believe it's eight clicks long. It does go from that running shot per, uh, penetrating psychic to sidestep pulse waves to charge super strengths and when it goes into the charge super strength it goes into four printed damage with exploit damage and 11 attack all the way through so it's it's really yeah it's really gross it's really good and the only thing that i really have bad to say about this figure is um it's missing like the uh black order keyword which i don't like Uh. so i mean this it's just part of the storyline like during this this figure is pulled from a storyline where I don't think he was part of the Black Order at the time, so it makes thematic sense. It's just it doesn't allow me to run it with uh, some of the other stuff I want to run it with. Gotcha. All right, Calder, hit the next one. Uh, it's Chris the C, right? Next turn, isn't it? Uh, no, that's we all went through it once. Well, you know what we should do since we just talked about the Black Order. Let's talk about the Black Order right now. Sure. What do you want to talk? We're gonna about? go with we're gonna talk about Outrider. Oh, so, to start off, we don't know any combat values. We do know he's a common because he's number 14. Um, he has the Black Order, Minions of Thanos. I think it's Assassin and Monster keywords as well. Correct. Um, he uh, improved movement, ignores blocking and hindering terrain. I have a problem with that, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a special attack power. Uh, genetically engineered to gather information. Adjacent opposing characters can only target themselves or characters named Outrider without wit, perplex, or prob. And like I said, we don't know how often it's on the dial, um, but he also has stealth, flurry, blade, super senses, shape change, and perplex. So if you are out there listening and you're like, I've been keeping up to date on most of this information, where are these guys getting the Outrider information from? Um, there was a video that was released today, Sunday, the 16th, um, and he, the guy is from the Dice Tower. I will link the video in the podcast show notes for you guys to be able to watch. Um, I, I screen capped some of the stuff as he was like just flipping through cards super quick, and um, as far as this particular character goes, I think that it's either 25 or 35 points. I couldn't really tell. He was doing it too quick. Um, it looked like it had top dial outwit, which okay. d- didn't really make sense because it's outrider and they're actually kind of, they're mindless. So it's and then, probably like shape change. It may, it may have been shape change. That would make more sense, but it looked black from what it, whatever. But um, it did look like four clicks long, two of possible shout, uh, shape change or outwit, and then two of perplex. And then I'm pretty sure that that uh, attack power is. The, at least the top two, but it might be the whole dial. Okay. So it is number 14. It is a common, and because I'm such a huge, huge fan of the Black Order, um, I really, if you guys out there in podcast land don't want your Outriders, send them my way. I want to build an army of these things. Dude, okay, so same here. Especially for, so I finally have that, 
whatever, let them in Wakanda map. And I was thinking about, well, what figures would work for Outriders just to have a ton of them on the enemy team? And I was like, well, Damonites actually looked really close to how Outriders looked in the movie. But uh, these guys, obviously I'm going to have to buy a bunch of these now, but I have a huge problem because the barrier on that map that's supposed to signify the Wakandan-like force field is blocking terrain. And these guys <laughs> ignore blocking terrain. So they don't even have to follow the let them in rules, which is ridiculous, and I don't like it. Right. Well, they they ignored it throughout the movie. They just died doing it. True. <laughs> there should True. be special rules that say they take, like, one penetrating damage when they go through I agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think WizKids plans that far ahead. So, whatever. Anyway, nope. uh, so that's Outrider. Calder, you want to talk about the next figure? Dude, absolutely. So we're going to keep it a little low point here. I'm going to talk about Spiderling really quick. She is rare. She has Battle World, what is that, Regency, Shield, and Spider-Man family keywords. Uh, she has improved movement, ignores hindering and elevated terrain, as a spider character should. Uh, she has a trait, which is pretty much the only really good thing about her, is take down the giant robot. Whenever a friendly character within range is damaged by a character that's using Colossal Retaliation, after resolutions, the attacker is dealt one penetrating damage. So you basically kill the attacker whenever they colossal retaliate against you. Now, she does only have a four range, so you'd have to keep everybody pretty close-knit group to get the most effectiveness out of that trait. She's only three clicks long with a special damage power on all three of those clicks. Precognitive spider sense. Once per turn, you may re-roll the super senses roll of a friendly character within range with the Spider-Man family keyword. She's also friendly to herself, and she's always in range of herself, so that would work for her. She's got super senses, precision strike, and charge. No special combat symbols, and that four range. But for only 30 points, and she is a wild card, which is awesome. So put uh, something on our team to like buff her range, whether it's shield team ability, or if you want to use your own perplexes, or if you just want to keep everybody as a close group. I feel like she's going to have a better impact on the meta, for sure, especially compared to... Uh, the unseen Nick Fury that kind of hurt, that kind of hurt Colossal Retaliators, but obviously her being less than half his point cost is huge. So I'm excited for her. So now I believe that there is a bit of maybe disagreement amongst us. Uh, so you, I want to know what your opinion is as far as seeing this figure in the meta, Calder. Okay, so... There's a lot of teams right now that are pretty much we all stay together and we just huddle up. So all the Sam Cap Overdrive teams, stuff like that, Overdrive carries up Sam Cap, and then normally it's going to be a Shredder clone or somebody else. Well, Overdrive can carry more than you know three people. I think it's four or just right at three. So I would definitely make Spiderling one of those characters and keep her within line of fire to any call-in that Sam makes if you can't get that call-in off the board. Um, especially, let's look at X-Men teams. Now, if you want to break an X-Men theme team, which can really hurt an X-Men team, in choice of giving it to Spiderling, uh, that makes them not only be able to do their own retaliation that ignores her thing, but also the thing that really hurts an X-Men team is a Colossal Retaliator, like a Mangog. So stuff like that, I think, is really important to get rid of. Now, to be fair, they still get to make their attacks, so Mangog is still going to absolutely destroy you. So if he takes out Spiderling in that, like she doesn't succeed her super senses, she is gone. But I think a character like Surtur or really any other Colossal Retaliator that really can't kill Spiderling in one turn unless she made an attack is going to have a tough time working around this. It makes you 
have to target her, and especially with a super senses roll, that is going to be you know wasting it out wits or potentially wasting a bunch of actions to KO this 30-point figure just to use your, you know, 60-whatever points of Carnage and Mangog and Surtur, all your retaliators that you have on the side. Okay. Um, Chris, do you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, let's look at the World Championship team. How many Colossal Retaliators were on that team? And then you're talking 30 points to, you know, just start taking them out. I think it's a good piece. Okay. Here's um, – I just want to reiterate this, but Calder actually nailed it uh, as far as what my uh, opposition argument would be against it was that if they pull in one of the Colossal Retaliators that can target multiple characters with an attack, um, they can just wipe her off the face of the earth in one attack. And if they do – she only has 17 defense, so it's actually not that hard to hit. It's average attack roll. Um, for most pieces these days, and she only has three clicks of life. Obviously, she's only 30-point character, so three clicks of life is actually good, but it's still only three clicks of life. So, I mean, it could be could be a big waste of 30 points if you don't position your own spiderling that well to make sure and avoid getting hit by, like, Mangog. You know what I mean? For sure. So um, one of the other things is that if you are carrying her in so that you don't have to use one of your actions for the total or action totals for the turn, um, then she's going to be right next to the character <laughs> and drop them. And if so, she's going to be within range, which is great for her thing. But now she's in range of like Mangok. Uh, but if you run her up and keep her at a weird distance so that won't be in range of Mangog when the colossal retaliation hits. But now you just wasted an action for your turn on a 30-point character. So that was my, like, hesitation moment on, like, is this character actually going to change the meta? I, I don't have a dog in this fight, on honestly. I just wanted to put that out there, and maybe people will take that information and run with it. I don't know. So gotcha. Does that change your mind at all, Calder? I'm just curious. It. So right now, when I was thinking about her before, like when she was first previewed, I'm like, I'm just going to slap her on every team. But it makes me think that positioning, and positioning has positioning has always been key, but this is just another figure that you really have to think about where you're putting her, where she's going, and how it's going to affect, especially, because you want them to cross or retaliate, right? You want them to be like, ah, okay, fine. But it's also that split-second decision that they're just like, I can't colossal retaliate until she's gone. I still think she's a pretty good use of 30 points. Okay. Well, the, the positioning the positioning argument, you got to remember that it's it's four squares in front of her, four squares behind her, four squares to the side. So she That's can true. actually get a pretty decent bubble as far as positioning goes, too. I, I think some a little bit is going to come down to the map. Now, obviously, she's a spider character, so she ignores elevated and hindering for movement, which is great. Uh, but what about those maps where there's walls in the way and you can't position her where you need to to avoid the colossal retaliation? Uh, so I don't know. I just so that's another thing that makes her really good is that it's just within range, not line of fire. I know Correct. you're trying to say trying to move is going to be a little tough for her. So I, I will agree with that, but if your whole team's relatively in the same spot, that might be a non-issue, but we, we have yet to really see, obviously. Okay. All right. Let's uh, – if 
when this drops, I actually do want other people out there that are probably going to be playing this piece. Let us know how you feel about it, or um, if you do want to write in and let us know what you feel about it now before it even gets made and put in the uh, market. What problems do you see, agree, disagree, and stuff like that? Because it's just one of those pieces I think is we're going to be talking about again in the future. So, Okay, let's move on to uh, another one of the characters that was spoiled in today's video from Dice Tower. Um, I was talking about it before. There's some good things. There's some bad things I want to talk about this figure. Number 22 is Ultimate Thor. So, great. It is an uncommon. That's fantastic. Except for, here's what really, if, if in the future anyone ever goes, huh, I wonder why Chris hit, like, quit Hero Clicks. This is why I quit Hero Clicks. Keywords, Asgardian, Battleworld Asgard, Celebrity, Detective, Police, Warrior. Calder, do you know what keyword this, this figure is missing? Do you think that Ultimate Thor should maybe have the, um, hmm, it's on tip of my tongue, the, uh, the <laughs> Ultimate keyword by any chance? My downstairs mix up. Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm all Greg. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? It's an existing keyword already. All they had to do was slap one additional keyword on this and set themselves up to make their future Ultimate characters, the ones that they'll, they'll make Ultimate Iron Man and Ultimate Cap, and then they'll put those on there, right? Because they there won't be very many to put on in the future. Because it makes right. sense. Ultimate Thor is part of the Thor core, so he gets like Thor core, or the equivalent of whatever those keywords are going to be. He, of course, he gets Asgard. That makes sense. But the Ultimate Universe's equivalent of the Avengers was called the Ultimates. They didn't give it to him. It's the same character. I remember reading this. It is the same character. So it's not like, oh, well, it's another alternate version of Ultimate Thor. It's not. It's the same guy. Um, so why didn't they do that? They could have made their future characters more desirable, like Ultimate Cap, Ultimate Iron Man, by slapping Ultimate onto this character. So now it's like an incomplete theme team for the future. Why would I they agree. do this? Why? <laughs> if I this knew what... why WizKids did stuff, then, man, I'd be like uh, a shaman to these people. Yeah, I know, right? um, okay, here's You'd what be we an alpha know. flight? <laughs> <laughs> here's what we do know about this figure. It does have uh, improved targeting, ignores um, hindering terrain. You know what also ignores hindering terrain for targeting? Oh, I don't know. The Ultimate's team ability? <laughs> you idiots. Okay. Um, trait number one, crack the case. Now, I'm not even going to read this because multiple other Thors have that trait. So this is just part of the Thor core stuff going on. Second trait, and you guys might need to help me out with it. Um, there is a thumb over the, the card when I screen capped it, so I can read this to the best of my ability, but not perfectly. It says, passing the ultimate hammer. Ultimate Thor's equipped objects have unequipped, have unequipped uh, instead of any other effect. When Thor is KO'd, if he was equipped with an object, you may unequip it and... You, I'm sorry, it, it to an unequipped... You may equip it to an unequipped character within six squares instead of placing it. So okay. I love this. This is exactly what I was talking about like two podcasts ago. Or yeah. one podcast ago. Either way, I'm very happy. 
Yeah, no, this is cool. So, like like I said, there's some cool things about this figure. That's really awesome. It is pulling from the storyline the fact that, like, Ultimate Universe Mjolnir actually left Battleworld at the end of the Secret Wars storyline and entered the 616 or Prime Universe and crash lands, okay? So it ends up in the regular universe and then it uh, is available to be picked up. So it's totally flavorful. They did a good job on that. But um, that means you you need to uh, run this with an item, by the way, which means if you don't, then this trait is absolutely worthless. He needs uh, a Venom harness. That's what he needs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then um, since we don't have the dial, we can't really go into that, but we do have uh, a one, one special power that's a speed power. It says charge. It's Mr. Ultimate Thor. That's the name of the charge. Uh, free. Place Ultimate Thor adjacent to another friendly character within range that has the Asgardian keyword and Thor in their name. So it's actually it, – it, it works really well with the other um, Battleworld Asgard characters or the Thor core. Even though they could have named it Thorcore, they chose to name it Battleworld Asgard, I think. So, uh, whatever. Uh, I, I'm hoping that the the stats are actually really good on the other side. It is Thor, so um, that's that's what we know. And this is why I quit HeroClix in the future. Right Dude, now. I, <laughs> so, yeah, they did mess up not giving him the ultimate steam ability and the ultimate keyword. But I really do like his, I assume it's free equip. I, I'd imagine so. Like, that's all the text that would be blocking. So hopefully he equips objects for free. And then we can't see his dial, but being able to charge up, let's just say he probably can move five squares on a charge, uh, move up five squares, and then depending on what his range is, uh, go back, let's say, probably another five squares. So it's great. He can charge up, deal damage, and then retreat back to another Thor within range. I really dig that. Uh, so you know how they put the um, order of the powers on the card in generally the order that they get them? Um, that special speed power is the first speed power, followed by sidestep and then flurry. Uh, right. So that's kind of cool. He does start off with probably top dial super strength, as well as invincible. I mean that that pink defensive power, <laughs> um, followed by invulnerability and toughness. For some reason, he has outwit, and then he also has battle fury at some point in the dial. So. I think, like, stats-wise, I think he's actually going to be a beat stick, and he's probably, probably going to be actually one of the characters you're going to want to use in, like, Sealed, but we just don't really know for sure yet. Right. But I just, I'm so, I'm so disappointed right now. But... I'm not. He can shoot people in stealth. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. You know what also can shoot people in stealth? It's the ultimate team ability. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Avengers Initiative team ability. I get it. They, if they uh, would put that on there, I, st- I would have just been like, yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. That's ultimate Thor. That's what we know. Let's go back to um, Chris. What do you got? I got I got a – man, I picked this character because it, Paul, one of his keywords – I'm going to just say his keywords, and I'm going to get to the story about why I like this character and why Calder probably doesn't. Um so it's it's Namor and he's got the uh let's see Avengers Defenders um the first one is Atlantis probably yeah. yep Illuminati Illuminati and Ruler so in the first Illuminati comic book Iron Man and Namor are talking and then the next thing I know Namor grabs Iron or like punches Iron Man over the water drags him under and rips his helmet off and just shows that Namor's just a stud 
And so as, as Namor does, you know, yes, because everybody's like, you know, you're just a crappy Aquaman. No, no, I'm Namor. There's a difference. Uh, for those of you in the in, that don't know, Namor was actually created as a character before Aquaman, so suck it, DC. So uh, Namor <laughs> just uh, ignores it entirely. I get, hey, I'm a Marvel guy. That's fine. Believe me. If if you take away Batman, you know DC really doesn't have much. You know, I can't wait to go see the Namor movie this December. <laughs> they have. What are you talking about? They have Harley Quinn, the single greatest comic book character in the history of comic books. Um, you know, you guys, you guys had an episode where I think a few a few weeks back, months back, whatever, where you guys were actually trying to defend that you guys don't hate on DC, and I'm okay with people hating on DC because <laughs> that's fine with me. I have to. No, like, there, there's some things in Marvel I hate too. Uh, Scroll Kill Crew. That is a comic book. Never read that. That actually is the worst piece of garbage I've ever re- uh, read ever. Don't read. And that. they have the power pack. So Marvel's uh, great. They have the power pack. <laughs> power pack is awesome. I had to bring that up. I know that how much you love that. So mm-hmm. Namor's a hundred points. He's uh he's good. He's got a he's got the uh, water movement ability. Or keyword he's got Indom. These are good things to have. No range, but uh, he's got a special movement power. One who travels a siege. Courageous is granted a new life. Okay, that's got to be some ruler talk in Atlantis that I'm not very good at. I think Siege Courageous is the name of something. I just can't remember what it is now. That's fair. Phasing Teleport Passenger 4. When Namor uses Phasing Teleport and moves in a direct line of at least four squares, after resolution, heal Namor and one character he carried one click. He's got that on the first two clicks and the last two clicks. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. It's kind of like a, I'm going to swoop in, I'm going to save somebody and drag him back. He's uh, His first two clicks has this weird uh, damage power or uh, defense power. I don't know what it is. It's pink. I don't know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the last two clicks of his dial, he has combat reflexes, regeneration, and toughness. Um a king does not bargain, he commands is the name of his damage power. He gets it the first four clicks. Uh, leadership, when he when Namor uses it and succeeds after revolution, after revolu- I can't talk today, resolution, <laughs> you may give one of his action tokens to an adjacent character with zero or one action tokens, friendly or opposing. Let's just take off the friendly. We're going to give it to an opposing character. They're going to get them all. That's actually really cool, though. Yeah, yeah. You're adjacent to an opposing character. He's got phasing teleport. He's got charge. I don't see any reason. 18 defense with that pink power thing. There's no reason for him not to be adjacent. Later in the dial, he goes up to, like, his third click is, you know, 9 movement charge, 12 attack, 17 defense with 4 damage. I mean, I think he should be up there close beating on people. So, <clears throat> okay, so I did take the time to look it up. Uh, the Siege Courageous is basically the, it's a teleporting device. I'm pretty sure it's what he's stepping through in the this mirror thing. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's not the mirror of I can't pronounce it. Yeah. So, um, it was used during the uh, AVX storyline for all of the Phoenix Five to get around. So, all right. There we go. 
Anything else you guys wanted to say about Namor before we move he's on? The he's the worst. He's the worst. All right, Calder, what's your next video you want to talk about? All right, sweet. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about uh, the Destroyers in order. So I'm going to talk about Destroyer Thor uh, 50, what, 9A. So we'll talk about the non-prime one. He has special movement, ignores blocking terrain, and destroys it as he moves through it, which is great since he does have flight, so he can ignore some of that indoor blocking terrain. He has the same crack the case trait that a few other of these Thors have. That's, you know, when he someone makes an attack, you give him an evidence token, remove two, makes a free attack. He has another trait, betrayed by an unthinking machine. Once per game, per opponent, when Destroyer Thor... See, this is awesome. I like this wording because that means... That in a, whatever, a, what, do you, what do you call it? Those battle those Royale. Battle, battle Royales, yeah. So in a Battle Royale scenario, he can only do this to one opponent, which is cool. Once per game, per opponent, when Destroyer Thor would hit a character on that opponent's force, the opponent may choose to have the hit become a miss instead. How interesting, right? But why? Super, I have no idea why. I don't know why this is interesting, but I like that little piece of wording to say once per opponent. So I really like that new wording we're getting, even if the power itself uh, is pretty terrible. That means so he, for every additional person that you play against simultaneously, that's one more miss that's going to happen. Right. Which Ugh. sucks. So, so that way you can get your you can get your chases in for free because they're going to keep missing attacks. It's going to help with that. Yeah, right. If you're um, so, in your Royale with cheese, battle Royale uh, with cheese. I can dig it, though. So his special movement power on his first two and last two clicks is Pursuit of Justice, Flurry, and Sidestep. If Destroyer Thor hasn't used Flurry this turn, he can use Sidestep a second time, but then can't use Flurry. So he can potentially try to get up in there. He has some giant reach. You know, he is a giant. Also, he's indomitable. He's 125 points, 75 points. Top dot, looking at special speed power, some pen blast, some pervious. Though for 125 points, he does have a 5 damage printed top dial with enhancement, which I think is really awesome. On his secondary dial, which is only 75 points, he has some charge, super strength, exploit weakness with some pink uh, defense power. And later he has some invulnerability and range combat expert. He also has the police team ability, which is of note. So do you think the reason why they made him miss is because his stats are actually so bonkers that they need to give him some kind of drawback? I feel like it, because for only 125 points, you know, Pen Blast, 5 damage right away can just cripple some people. The thing that stands out to me, though, is, you know, if you look at, like, the Joker-Lex duo piece and his using being able to use um, Sidestep twice, that is, that's a lot of movement. That's that's it really is. good. Like, this this piece is awesome. <laughs> it is really good. Um, although, I would say if I pulled this as a super rare, I probably wouldn't be that excited about it. I can see why. Just me personally. I, why, you intentionally miss. Or, like, you don't intentionally miss. I mean, the piece makes you miss. Like, I right. don't like that. I don't know. You want to do the second uh, destroyer while we're on the topic? Just do it? Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Next Destroyer also has the same keywords with Asgardian, and then, uh, geez, Avengers, so actually the other one doesn't have Avengers, Armor, Deity, and Mystical, I believe, and he has a trait, the power to destroy Hell itself, Hell with one L. Destroyer Thor deals penetrating damage, so keep that in mind, this entire dial, he's dealing penetrating damage. 
His special defense power he has for his first six clicks of his seven-click dial is Crystal Shell to Contain My Soul. Uh, some, oh wait, uh, pink theme, oh, Invincible, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> when Destroyer Thor takes damage from an attack, roll a d6 on a five or six, give him a soul token. Free, remove two soul tokens to heal Destroyer Thor one click. So if he's still on this uh, special defense power for a while, he can heal up, which is awesome every time he takes damage. His special damage power he has on his very last click, so when he loses that special defense power, he has the Breath of Life. Stop and free once per game. Roll a d6 and add it to the number of soul tokens. If the result is six or higher, replace this character with a character named Thor of a lower point value on its last non-KO click, and then heal that character equal to the number of soul tokens, which is great. So if you just want to hoard your soul tokens and bring in, like, a really beast Thor at the end of the game, so after they completely get through all of, like, this dude's 19 defense, invincible, and then on this last click he's got some pink defense power, they still have to go through another Thor that can be healed up to at least half dial. And then the rest is all just, like, some normal stats. So he doesn't have Indomitable. He does have Power Cosmic, which is awesome. He does not have Flight or any special movement, uh, just so you know. He does have Giant, which is great. He has 7 range, 2 bolts, Running Shot, Energy Explosion, and Prob. Top dial for 220 points. He has that for 2 clicks. Then he has a 170 dial that's only 5 clicks long with some Charge, Quake, and Prob. Then later Flurry, Poison, and Outwit. Never drops below a 10 attack, and he's got 12, 12, and 11. Just pretty great. So I'm just going to say I love this figure. I <laughs> I love this figure. It's awesome. Um, so this is, I don't, I don't believe this is from, uh, Secret Wars at all. The significant appearance on the back is Thor number 381 from 1987. My best guess is, since it takes a soul to inhabit the Destroyer armor, my guess is Thor actually temporarily put his soul in the Destroyer armor, and it's actually just Thor. So, oh, it, it says real name Thor Odinson, so yeah, that's gotta be what it is. But, can we just talk about the fact that it's an entire dial of Invincible? Oh, it's beautiful. That can't be outwitted. <laughs> With a 19 defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love this piece. I think the lightning on the sculpt is cool, too. I'm a sculpt guy, and I think the lightning, you know, because you got, like, old Thors with lightning or storms with, you know, I, I, I like it. I think it's cool looking. No, while we're talking about sculpt. It is, yeah, Chris. You're it's a super thing. rare prime, so good luck getting it, and... If you want to buy it in the secondary market, uh, if you had to guess, Calder, what do you think it's initially going to hit the market as price-wise? Fifty bucks at least. Fifty, um, if not seventy bucks. My guess is actually closer to seventy or higher. Yeah. But if the I think it's it's gonna buy it's gonna it's gonna stay at fifty after its release. I think. Uh, probably. Um, another thing is I just want to point out if you do run it at the two twenty point line. Um, when he dies, sideline your title Thor. Ooh, here we go. That would just be awesome. Uh, <laughs> thematic, and he's just a fantastic piece. So, uh, yeah, why, might as well. So, Does that uh, work, I mean, though, because he's Thor Odinson? So that's the one problem. It doesn't say Thor in the name when this character dies. It just says a friendly character named Thor. Okay, well then probably won't work. Because we couldn't use Dino Thor then, you know. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's unfortunate. I want to bring in a Thor. Even though thematically Thor Odinson would work because it's the exact same person. It should. Real name is Thor Odinson. But no, let's make that not work because that would be too cool, actually. It would be too cool. It would be too cool, guys. I I didn't mean to rain on your parade there. No, I the reason I noticed I'm, it. I'm glad you called it out. I, I tried to make a team the other day with um, with Champion Pool, and then put Blind Al on the team, and I was like, "Oh, this doesn't work. This is terrible." Yeah, I was sad, sad face. Disappointed. <laughs> All right, well, that's two for Calder. Um, let's go to the Chase Odin, which is actually really cool. Um. Asgardian, Avengers. I don't know what that last one is. And then pa- past. You guys know what that third keyword is? Dude, let me check this out. Deity. Oh, yeah, it's past. Deity, no, yeah. The Deity. That? Deity, thank you. That makes sense. Duh. Uh, 175 points. We have a nine-click-long dial. Top dial looks like this. Just for the stats-wise, 9-12-18-5. So you know he's hitting like a truck. Oh, what's that? He has super strength with charge. Okay, so he's actually hitting 7 damage. Top dial. But wait, there's more. He has the power cosmic team ability, as all of the 10,000 BC uh, Avengers have. Three traits. Number one, before immortals were common. Adjacent opposing characters can't be healed. Can't be healed. Can't use protected outwit and can't use stop clicks. <laughs> Man. Because screw you. <laughs> so I, I thought that the Iron Fist one was good, right? It took away your like close combat everything, combat reflexes, all that kind of stuff. And then I read Odin and I'm like, Man, I really, really want these Avengers so badly. Uh, so this is really cool. Second trait is stop trying to escape me, Mjolnir. Free, once per game, make a ranged attack with a range value of 8. By the way, he has uh, zero range, naturally. So you get one off 8 range. So that's kind of cool. Um, it, it's there. It's an option. Um, he does have an, a third trait, which is Ancient Incarnation Thor, so all of the other ones had Ancient Incarnations, and it just, it's the same thing. It just replaces the word with Thor. When a friendly character named Thor hits after resolutions, remove an action total from this character. So, holy cow, yes. Um, no special powers the entire dial, but realistically, it's okay. Uh, it's so good top dial um, that I'm, I'm really genuinely happy about it. The only thing I don't understand is... Uh, on click 7, 8, and 9, he goes into 18 defense with regen, and it's still it's still an Asgardian. This is a problem I have with every Asgardian. Um, they're inherently tougher. It's like a Kryptonian, you know? They're, like, inherently tougher. So they should always have at least toughness. Right, but, yeah. But he doesn't have any kind of defensive producer at the end of his dial. But, I mean, top dial, though. He's such a beat stick. So, also, I just want to point in, you could do a um, 17 square move, like attack on first first go. So you just move up 9 and the free action to range value 8 with 12 attack, 5, five damage, if you wanted to. So, nice. that's a thing. That's 17 squares of just hit you in the face. Um, I gotta say, I love this. This is probably my favorite chase so far. 
Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Um, I got, really need to read this storyline. He's really got cool bad. lightning too. Yeah, they yeah. did a really good job with sculpts in this set for sure. Um, I think they're going back to the higher point cost too. You just start looking at a lot of these figures. There, you know, there's a lot of 175, 200 plus going on. Right. Well, there was this weird argument that could be made like there's a lot of characters that justifiably should never be below certain point values, you know? Like Odin is a great example. He he's so powerful. He's always so powerful. There's no reason you should ever have like a 50 point Odin. You know what I mean? Like it was already weird enough when we were getting like what was that Alan Scott Green Lantern that was like what 30 something points? What 35 points, yeah. Th- 35 points for Alan Scott. And I know the DC fans out there are like, Alan Scott is way more powerful than 35 points. So that didn't make any sense. So I, he, I don't know. He's only worth 35 points because I'm sure he have a bad movie too. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> all right, that's all I got to say about Odin. Uh, Chris, do you want to say anything about Odin before we move on? I'm good. I like Odin. I do, though. Okay, uh, I think since Calder went two in a row, you have the last Battle World preview. Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, sweet. I feel like they should make a movie about this guy. <laughs> one Zero. or two? Yeah, one or two, one or two. Snap my fingers, snap my neck. All right. Uh, 058, Thanos. Power Cosmic Team Ability. Eight range. He comes in at either 200 points or 150. We're going to keep up with this high point cost stuff. Keywords. Black Order. Love it. Eternal. Minions of Thanos. Love it. Cosmic. Mystical. Science. Warrior. Or Scientist. Warrior. I mean, you can you can put him on a ton of teams, except for the fact you're going to run out of points quickly. Um, his trait. Uh, the Mad Titan Ravaging Battle World. Colossal Stam- Stamina. Thanos modifies his attack and damage by plus one if targeting only characters with Battle World keywords. So that, that's pretty gross when you start looking at his stats, which we'll go into in just a second. Uh, the first three clicks, which is going to be on the 200-point line, phasing teleport. When Thanos uses it after resolution, roll 2d6. If the result is greater than the amount moved this turn, he has free make an attack. That's pretty gross, especially when you start looking at his... His, his numbers, he's got 9 speed, 12 attack, 19 defense with some weird pink power, and 5, and five damage uh, with prob. So if you're hitting somebody with a battle world keyword, keyword it's going to be 13 attack for 6 damage. That's pretty good. The only thing is he doesn't have any kind of like penetrating damage, which I guess, I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if you if you start looking at some of the point costs of other figures, though, I mean, he's he's only two hundred at that line, so that's that's still pretty good, you know. Um, he go, he I does. Don't, I don't think that this one's going to replace my uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one as the, my go-to Thanos, though. On the two hundred point line for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I like this piece. I like the sculpt. Um, got some cool stuff coming out of his hand. Um, almost looks like he should be like a colossal, you know, like the the four base like we've had in in the Avengers Affinity. Um, but 
Yeah, he goes through. He's got he's got he's got steel energy at the end of his dial to keep him alive. Power cosmic, uh, close combat expert at the end. Um, you know, ten attack is his lowest. Most of it's ten, uh, eleven attacks. I like this guy. I think he's good. Calder. All right, so Thanos is really solid. I think he's great. I love that they're once again putting in more cool translucent parts of the sculpt. Overall, I think he's pretty solid. Uh, since he does have the Eternals keyword, I think a lot of people are just going to look at him like, what can we choose for Eternals top dial, right? So he can get the phasing and teleport, that cool free-making attack for Unimind. You also have another prob choice. So you don't always have to choose, I think, McCry or whoever that was. So they always almost chose for prob. And then once again, uh, you don't really need uh, the pink defense power that much with Unimind since he normally has it, but that's just another take note. And then his last click is really good. So if you kill Unimind and pop out all of his um, blue flames, uh, sidestep 11 attack with 4 damage close combat expert is gross, especially since he also has steel energy. I think these are really good. Um, just looking at it from that standpoint, overall, I think he's okay. Uh, but definitely a great like choice for a blue flame on Unimind. I like his pa- like his stats are great. It's just he seems to be lacking in powers, you know. Right. Kind of boring. Whatever. I didn't. Right. I didn't even think about him with the eternal keyword. I just you know Black Order just kind of stands out because I know there's a lot of people that really want to start playing Black Order. Oh oh ooh me! I love Black Order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there's Thanos. That's all we have this week for Battle World. We did get one last one. Now this leaked. Um, like, I don't know. How long ago did you guys see the picture for the Tri-Sentinel? Like a couple months ago or something? Uh, yeah, I believe like it was at Origins when they first showed it to us. But we, you couldn't see it. And oh, at, like, so bad. Later, past, past Origins, um, you couldn't – someone actually put a picture of it online, but you couldn't really read it. It was so blurry. Uh, finally managed to get some of the some more of the information on the tri signal so I really quickly want to run through this if you guys are out there uh, doing the summer organized play for this even right now uh, if you win this let us know that's super awesome it's actually really good so um, I will say we don't know exactly it is clearer but it's not the best uh, that I've ever seen so we don't know exactly what the uh, colossal retaliation is for sure the colossal retaliation point line number. Calder, you said you thought it was like 35. I'm pretty sure it's 35. And then top dial, if you do decide to go that route instead of the colossal retaliation, it's looking like like 650 or 850 points. I'm 550 really maybe. It might be 550. It might be 550. I think so. Um, Let's just go with 550 until we know differently. Um, so we have, uh, let's start off with the keywords, Hellfire Club. So there are a few of you out there that are huge Hellfire fans. Uh, Sentinel, Mystical, Robot. Uh, one trait called Mystical Wardings gives him energy shield deflection. Uh, Tri-Sentinel has protected from mind control. When Tri-Sentinel is dealt penetrating damage by an opposing character, after resolutions, heal it one click. So that's automatically going to come into effect anytime he takes damage from penetrating. So that's really good. Um, is da- By the way, it does say by an opposing character. It does not say an attack. So right. in, in the few instances where you have characters out there or in like the red uh, power battery, penetrating poison, 
uh, it will still uh, it'll still work. It negates penetrating poison unless it's more than one, so that's cool. Um, does have improved movement, ignores blocking terrain, destroys it as it moves through it. Um, it does not have anything okay it, it's weird um it does have a special speed power it's called the prime directive which gives it plasticity sidestep when tri-sentinel destroys one or more pieces of blocking terrain after resolutions deal one penetrating damage to each opposing character that was adjacent to one or more destroyed pieces so that's really cool um, and then it does have a stop click, as you would expect, because it is a Colossal Retaliator. Um, the Colossal Retaliation click looks like this, just so you guys know. 10 attack, 3 damage with 18 defense. And it does have the special speed, attack, and defensive powers. The Colossal Retaliation reads as such. Um, blah, blah, blah. Try Sentinel or damage a friendly character since your last turn. Place Try Sentinel such that it can target the chosen character using... Pulse wave at no cost, then do so. After resolutions, destroy all blocking terrain within three squares. So that Gross. is exceptionally dumb. If you can single target pulse wave and get that off, I mean, you're going to do three damage straight through. That's really good. Um, keep in mind, it, it does have the sidestep during that, right? So there's that. Yep. And it has plasticity during that as well. So uh, on it, all on its colossal retaliation thing. So that's really cool. And by the way, it does. It still has energy shield deflection. So it's 20 defense versus a range, and he's pulse waving. So all in all, I actually think this is a very, very good piece. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about meta potential, Calder? So I absolutely think it's stop click. Sorry, his retail click is amazing. So to go off, besides the fact that it's a retaliation with pulse wave is gross, but he also destroys all that blocking, which at first doesn't sound very cool, but then you remember his special speed power, which is not just plasticity and sidestep, but every time he destroys a piece of blocking terrain, he deals a penetrating damage to an adjacent character, so he can potentially hit that entire little bundle of your team for two damage each if you're hitting everybody, which is just gross. I mean, that's that's awesome. I, I really like that. I, I think I, this I, dude... Think is going to have a crazy cost, right? And then he can also sidestep another two squares, potentially destroy more blocking, right? Since he destroys it, he moves through it. I mean, I think he's awesome. I think he's great. He's not only a good, whatever, Colossal Retaliator piece, but he's also really good utility. So a lot of people put that Wonder Woman Colossal Retaliator just because she destroyed blocking when she moved through it. Well, now we have someone who actually has a good retaliation, and they also destroy blocking. So you got someone who's put you on a bad map, like The Office, or whatever like that, just clear yourself a path, buddy, because he's walking all through it. I, I love this piece. I really do. I think he's going to go for a crazy amount until, of course, he's put on retail after the event. Okay. What about you, Chris? Yeah, class retaliation. You just say that, and it's going to be, it's going to be, somebody's going to, somebody's going to use it. Um, the thing, here's what's funny, is we're, t we're talking about this, and we keep saying this piece, it's really hard for me to think about these huge pieces as a piece. You know what I mean? They're so big. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry, I know that's kind of a tangent. It's just me thinking about the sculpt because that's you know how I how I'm, how I'm going through this. But no, he's he's going to be good. Pulse wave, pulse wave on retaliation is just nuts. He's going to be good. At what point does it stop becoming a piece and becomes like an action figure? Like, because I'm I'm pretty sure that this one actually has detachable pieces or it's articulated pieces uh, yeah 
Like you can move him around? He becomes an action figure when somebody calls it a doll. Oh, oh, that's where it is. That's you. See, the key. this is why we brought you on, man. It's, it's those <laughs> kind of insights. Um, okay, just the last bit of due diligence for the piece in case you don't want to run it as a – there might be somebody out there who wants to run it on Top Dial Hellfire Club. Um, top Dial, it does have 11 attack with, of all things, incapacitate. I don't know why you would run or use incapacitate when it has six printed damage. <laughs> 19 defense with the uh, in pink power, indom flight, and it does have nine range with uh, triple bolts. It looks like so that's pretty sick. All right. I've never well. seen so much like printed 19 defense on a on a figure before. Like all over his dial, there's just slews of printed 19. It's crazy. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine clicks. On the 20, what is it, 23, 24 clicks? Nine yeah. out of them, nine out of the 23, 24 clicks are 19 defense. But they're 300 points or higher. You better get a good defensive number right. for 300 points or higher. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, this is almost never going to be used except for in, like, some, like, homebrew games, you know? Yeah. Because, like, seriously, that is an, an exorbitant amount of points to, to use on one figure. Um but at least it, you know, it's putting its money where its mouth is. So it's sure. all those X Men theme teams are going to go up against it in the meta. It's good. The three hundred point line is the meta. It's going to take out all the X Men theme teams right there. Forget that would the be Blackbird. Sweet. Uh. I don't think that's true, but <laughs> no, it's uh, not. But it sounded good. It sounded great. <laughs> it sounded wonderful. <laughs> all right. Is there any uh, last stuff you guys want to throw onto the? tons of figure previews that we got yeah so really quick almost all the figures we talked about today are like over 100 points i just want to remind everybody that the last three sets that we've gotten so starting up with the first set of the year x-men xavier school had nine figures in it that were over 100 points avengers infinity had 14 figures in it in the normal boosters that were over 100 i'm not counting the colossals and then the batman set also had nine figures in it that were over 100 points. This set Man. right now... We're, we're cutting out on Calder's in, so, I'm gonna, uh, we'll, so we'll come back once uh, once Skype decides to be nice to us. We'll come back to what you said real quick. Uh, Dial H works off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. Heroic rank level-ups occur the first episode of every month or as you donate via PayPal. So don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. And for as little as $1 a month, you can help struggling podcasters out there that you listen to every week. I know you do. Help us out. Calder, back to you in the studio. All right. Just, uh, just once again saying that so far in this set, we've got a ton of figures that are over 100 points. And all these other past sets, you know, Batman only had nine figures. X-Men had nine figures that were 100 points or greater. And then Avengers Infinity had 14 figures, not counting the Colossals, that were 100 points or greater. Already, this set is like, Wizkid said they were going to cool it with the high point values. And this set is ramping it back up for sure. Okie doke. All right, well, let's jump into some community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Okay, we are going to jump through this week's Community Tuesday's question. 
Uh, and then we're going to go back to something that we actually forgot about last week. There was just so much going on last week. I don't know how it slipped our mind, but it did. This week's community question, as we always, we put a Community Tuesdays question up on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, for you guys to answer, be part of the community, jump in, have conversations. We love it when you do. This week's community question is, if you could, is there any figure you would watch list? And what would you balance or fix about that hero click? Uh, Calder, do you want to start off with what you would watch list? You know, right now, I think we're in a really good spot. I know it was my idea for the question, but I think we're in a really good spot for the game. That watch listing, like, figures doesn't seem to be really terrible right now. But I still feel like there are figures that we could fix. So, I believe one that's really making the rounds, and I love using her too. But I think if we changed uh, Sam Cap to... Because all she is is a call-in battery. That's it. You know, if we changed her to make a free, like, close or range attack, you know, after she gets carried, would absolutely drastically change how everybody uses her. And I feel like that might be more true to the character. Um, obviously, people are, like, seeing this, and they love that piece. And they're like, oh, no, why would you do that? And, dude, I'm planning on running this piece a lot. But personally, I feel like the theme that WizKids was going for was drastically changed when they changed how ID cards worked. So I think maybe changing Sandcap to just making a close attack or free attack or charge specifically, since that is also power action, uh, would just change how she works. Maybe too complicated, but I feel like it would be more thematic for the character. Okay. Uh, Chris, do you have anything? Well, I answered this question before I knew I was going to be on the show. Um, I, I don't play at a high enough level that I really feel like um, anything needs watch, watch list. Pretty casual player. There are little events on Sundays aren't very big. But honestly, I do have to say, if there's one piece right now in Modern that really needs looked at, it's Big Tony. <laughs> All right. 15 um, points of way too goodness. And Calder was put on every team. I agree. He's so insane. I do. He can carry literally every figure in the game. That's not true. <laughs> but he basically wants to carry every. He wants it. In his heart, he can. He does. He's that caring he's, guy. He's like the little engine that could. <laughs> you know, to, to start to, to talk about things that are watch-listed and changed, um, one of the first figures I went out and I really traded for Heavy when he was expensive just because I wanted to, just because um, – was Goblin King, and when ah, they, I yeah, and I went out and I got him, and I spent. Well, I traded some Magic cards for him. I traded way too much for him because it was like an eighty dollar piece at the time, so it's kind of depressing. So that's why I'm not a big fan of watch listing and changing figures because it hurt me once. Right. That's very true or very fair. Uh, I wish that, and we've seen it so many times. They really, really need to nerf into the ground the Pym Legacy box set. Or, or the, pin, the tank set. Um, it's just way too powerful, and there's people out there that have spent money on it. So I think what we need to do justifiably is just nerf it into the ground so to make sure that they really feel like they got their money's worth. That's make what I a, think. Make it a one damage instead of two now. We already took I think we should damage. actually make the tank heal other characters oh, yeah. uh, on the on the opposing team uh, because it's just too powerful. It's pretty much ruling the meta right now. And, you know, Chris spent money on it, so we just need to upset him as much as possible. So that's what I, <laughs> that's not that's what I think I, we should change. I have that box set, too, Dave. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I, I feel like cussing right now just to make you have <laughs> to edit this. Oh, no, okay. don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, 
No, that's Sarcasm it. wasn't lost on me, Chris. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should implement a thing where it just like passes out free action heal an opposing character. That's what I think they should do to change it. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Calder, why don't you start off on Facebook with our wonderful community? All right, so you'll find a guy that'll actually agree uh, with Mr. Kurtz here. Zachary Hooligan says he'll give Goblin King willpower on his lower dials. Uh, I'm not going to really agree with you, uh, Zachary, but I, I can see people that had spent a lot of money in Goblin King would be like, come on, give us willpower at least. Maybe not power cosmic, but willpower. Uh, we have an answer from Citizen Collectible, and it's actually one of the m largest tweet strings or threads that I've seen in a minute. So I'm going to a little uh, uh, par paraphrase through this. He did. He agrees with you, actually, Chris. He said, my rule of thumb is play test, play test, play test, because uh, he doesn't like the idea of the watch list. Okay. Um, but if he had to answer the question, said, anyway, I pick Colossal Retaliation instead of a specific character because of the crazy amount of potential damage for the tiny cost that it's all essentially free. It just seems terribly imbalanced. So not one particular character, everybody with Colossal Retail. So how, how does he say he would fix the Colossal Retail? He does I am... not say how he would fix okay. it. Okay, uh, so he did get me thinking. Uh, colossal characters, uh, you know, they normally have a bit of an ego, so I would feel like if you change their Colossal into Inference to read, uh, besides the normal text, but also say there may only be one character of the same size on your force, just so they aren't running a ton of retaliation, because I feel like Colossus would be like, well, what are you doing here? Man, Gog, butt out, I'm Surtur, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like only making them be able to run one Colossal on their team, specifically at the retaliation line, uh, could really balance that i would say okay i like that idea i do because when you see teams and it's just like huge 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 it's like wow you know yeah. and and the fact that they're like i just spent 40 points on these four guys <laughs> for sure it's very true if you ever go to a competitive event and look at the tables just like seriously look down the tables at the number of colossals it's insane um, all right, so let's go to David Herberger. He wants, once again, uh, to watch list all Colossal Retaliation figures, and he also wants to go with ID uh, ID cards. Not forever. He just wants to see Nationals or Major ROC without them. So he wants to see, you know, if they're on the watch list. He really wants to see, like, a temporary ban just so he can see Nationals and some Major ROC tournaments without Colossals and Collins. Okay. Uh, Mr. Graves said the ID call-in for people that you can run so many of the same call-in on, uh, i.e. three Wolverines. Um, so, right. yeah, okay. Uh, Jeff Pullier says the new Thanos already, his free attack should have to be immediately after he makes his phasing movement. So it is free, and he just wants it to happen right after his movement. Okay. Critical Missive said, I never loved the call-in ID, uh, ID idea. Sorry, uh, Way too easy to abuse. It seems a little more under control now, but before the last rotation, it was arguably more broken than the entities ever were. Having said that, there's not an individual piece in Modern right now that I think is a problem. So kind of agreeing with you, Calder. All right. Uh, James Peters says, I'd say call-in IDs should stay on the board, even if the figure that calls them in moves outside of five so he wants to get rid of that little five range you know so they have to stay in for that turn no matter how far away you move 
Space Monkey, uh, I believe he just changed the name to Space Monkey. I, he doesn't want to be known as Jesse anymore, I guess. But he said <laughs> Mistress Death and uh, Mini Shredder. Didn't say why, just doesn't like him, I guess. Okay. Uh, Nick Zim said just flat out, get rid of Colossal Retaliation. <laughs> the Big Stepowski uh, said Green Arrow, make it so he can only shut off defensive powers for his attack or just once a game. Mm. All right. Uh, Hank McCoy said, no more ID cards, no more resources. I'd love to come back to playing Hero Clicks, but it would take this to start. Who's using resources? That's, yeah. That Punisher van's pretty OP, Chris. Don't <laughs> start with me. Let me Whoa. tell you what a flamethrower looks like and how Ultimate Thor can just give it back to somebody as soon as he dies. Doesn't uh, doesn't the Blackbird count as a resource? Oh, uh, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not on any teams right now. Don't worry about it. We'll right. skip that. Yeah, totally. Blackbird uh, never shows up. It, it doesn't exist in my head. I forgot it existed. Uh, Michael Fedor said the Batman Riddler would only allow you to do the even odd guess once per game. Now, this th that's all he said, but I really want to know how he got hurt with this. <laughs> I, wanna know, I want Michael to write in and let me know. How, like, this Riddler was like, nope, 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 like 20 turns existence. in a row. That would be super funny if that happened. Because it is, it's like a, it's almost like, it's like a 50-50 shot, right? So Yeah, it is. Every once in a while, you'll hit, like, 10 heads in a row. You know what I mean? Uh, Tyler Murin says, I think I would take some of the title characters and revisit them, like Professor X, or maybe Deadpool, uh, Deadpool's keyword travesty. Hate Deadpool's keywords. Uh, it's really terrible. And Professor X, yeah, he could be better. Uh, on top of that, just to add to the list, Loki, Harley Quinn, uh, Captain America. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to add to the list of those? <laughs> the rest of those are like solid title characters besides half of them, I guess. Uh, Loki's garbage. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Loki's garbage. Yeah. Uh, I tried. Bitch, <laughs> Vigilante Michael Miller said Mjolnir itself make close combat attacks at half range. That would actually be a really solid fix. I can see that. Uh, Loyal Miller said, I like call-ins. However, there are some things that I would change. Uh, one, most people would not agree, which is more of them. So the X-Men ones are awesome, but the reason they cost so much is that they're stupid good and they're hard to get. So all the X-Men call-ins are normally super rares or greater. Now, Professor X ID card is dirt cheap, and everyone has one, but it's not a bad card when paired with Professor Brood, that he is also a rare prime. Now, if you had Collins in every set on characters it would, that made comic sense, and cost would go down. I also think there should be more risk to having them come in. So he wants to see more of the actual, like, real-name Collins characters show up more in sets, so you can get a more diverse field of Collins. Okay. All right. Uh, the last answer that I have on Twitter is from Matt. He said the ADW chase Captain America instead of non-free action can be given, replace with make an attack. I'm okay with a few pieces being able to be carried up and make a free attack, but being able to call in ID characters is too much. Um, I don't actually know what he's talking about. I figured you would, Calder. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this is about the exact same thing I was talking about earlier with the Sam Cap who can be carried in calling in a character he just saying make it so she does a free attack which is kind of around the same fix i did and i have to say i really applaud his answer 
Okay. And then the last one for me is Citizen Christian Bogan. I know he isn't modern anymore, but Nighthawk Prime, that map-wide reach for negating perplex, is just dumb. I would prefer it to affect characters that would be within six squares. Leave my Nighthawk alone. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, uh, he was pretty dumb. I, I can agree with that entirely. So, uh, You said that is the last answer that you got. That is all. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for writing in for the Community Tuesdays question. Don't forget to jump on the next week's Community Tuesdays question where we will be giving away a digital copy of Avengers Infinity War, which reminds me to go back to the episode that we said, this is what we forgot, to g actually give away the <laughs> copy of Deadpool 2. So, um, by the way, just so you guys know, you can only be eligible to win these by jumping onto the Community Tuesdays question as well as having your heroic rank by being one of our patrons on Patreon. So, uh, Calder, you want to tell us who won Deadpool? Indeed, it was none other than Citizen Christian Bogan. Right on. Um, what's the code word? He needs to write into one of us with the code word. The code word? Uh, oh, I was going to say little hand. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. It's little hand. Okay. Little hand. All right, Christian. Uh, Citizen Christian Bogan, let us know. Well, uh, write that in. Okay, um, something that I forgot last week, I'm not going to forget this week, is Jedi Legends Heroclix tip of the week. He said, super senses cannot evade critical hits. This may be something that uh, somebody messes up out there. So, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a rules change from the recent rules changes, right? It is. It is yes. indeed. So, if you are out there and still kind of playing off the old rules in your head, uh, just know that this is now a thing. You cannot evade critical hits. Um, and then also, anytime you do roll a one for anything in the game, basically, that is automatically a fail. And anything you, anytime you roll a six, that's pretty much always a success, yep. generally speaking. Okay. Um, I don't think we have any birthdays. Do you guys have anything? I do not. I don't either. Uh, Chris, okay. do you want to shout out, like, maybe your local play group or whatever before we sign out? Yeah, I want to I want to shout out uh, Jeremy Miranda. He's come up with uh, he's at uh, Wizards Asylum once again. I shouted him out last time. He does a great job. Um, he he really goes out of his way to make sure that if there's an odd number, he sits out. Um, but he's come up with some really good scenarios. Uh, really started opening them up so we can use our colossals and our equipment a little bit more. So he's doing a fantastic job. The guys at Wizards Asylum are doing a great job too, keeping product in. Um, it's good. It's a good time there, guys. Awesome. Well, and thank you, Chris, very much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we always like having you on, man. Thank you, guys. I have fun. It's a good time. I like talking to you guys. And with that, I will go ahead and sign us out. As a reminder, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. See ya. Nice, 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 nice.